The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, members of the Republican National Committee, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive of my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Chrome Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted crafting. I'm Shara King. I'm Lansing Mike. Oh, and it's been a hot minute since we last recorded this podcast. Yes, because that's me not remembering what our schedule is and then having <laughs> a company camp out last weekend, which I thought, oh, I'm not going to get home in time. So right. I think in my mind, I'm like, well, I couldn't record that anyway, so I put it on my mind. But then we did get back in time. But I got involved in something else, and then you said, hey, are we recording today? I'm like, oh, shit. Nope. <laughs> like, guess Land. not. Also, nothing had really happened in that week or those two yep. weeks. Like, no events, no playing. I mean, the company campout had some fun bits where there was one coworker who is doable, um, and but I have no idea. You know, I'm assuming he's straight because... The odds are good. And uh, we, had, we got, had a very late night scotch-fueled conversation where we got into some interesting details about things and, and then he also shared that he was straight i'm like god damn it it's like if you wanted you know a blowjob then don't tell me you're straight <laughs> so he probably didn't want a blowjob from me anyways um so that was but it was interesting it's like wow that was what you know these company campus are about is <laughs> like bonding i mean you know seeing each other as more people into that. Um, the other thing uh, that was interesting was me feeling super dirty because we have all these, well, basically they're college-age students now, mm-hmm. but some of them started working for us when they were in high school. Okay. And some have filled out really fucking well. <laughs> they uh, did puberty, right? Uh, no, it was post-puberty, but it was like, oh, they discovered the weight room at their uh, you know gym. Because uh-huh. one was this gawky, skinny kid, and now he's like bubble butt, pecs, big arms, and like, damn. And so, of course, they're all like amongst each other hanging out and like, mm-hmm. nope, I can't be part of that circle. I'll just watch them run past in their swim trunks and and don't want to think about the room they're all sharing because, well, for, probably it's a sty, but <laughs> also it's probably really sexy. So, you know, when I look at that, I'm like, yeah. Well, the trouble is I'm camping, so I... I'm in that mindset of like, oh, gay campground. Right. Whereas I'm seeing like these, you know, hot bubble butts. Um, you know, I'm still not going to reach out and grab them without invitation. But a gay campground you can appreciate and no one should really be looking at you saying, what? I mean, yeah. they're wearing, you know, a jock or showing off their ass for attention. Whereas these guys would be like, oh my God, someone's looking at me. Gross. Or i uh, Oh my God! Some old guys look at me. Gross. <laughs> well, you don't know that, but no, you don't. But chances are, I mean, as long as you're not too but, obvious about your appreciation. Oh uh, no, I mean, I'm still looking. But you know, like I said, you don't want to get caught looking because it's just kind of creepy. Whereas at the gay campground, it's like, oh, you get caught looking, it might lead to something. Or at the very least, they'll be like, oh, he's checking me out. Cool. But it's not like that. Ooh, gay factor, which you know, the younger generation probably doesn't have that much of. But not not as much, but it, you know it depends. Oh, I mean, there's on, still lots of several factors: homophobia yeah. and toxic masculinity, and just dude broness. So, but yeah, and you know, you have no idea how they were raised. You could have been 
you know, Christian fundamentalists that they're still well, not. I know one was over. raised by two moms, so oh, I'm well. pretty sure he's not as freaked out by. <laughs> but but maybe those two moms just instilled in him a hatred of men. It's like men are jerks. Don't be like them, and please date women. For, well, for your own sanity, date the women. I mean, I doubt that, but that would be that, that'd be amusing for a guy raised by two like men hating lesbians. Like men are evil, except the one we raised, but the other ones are evil, uh, which is how like most people are. It's like you know, oh, Republicans are all corrupt. Oh, except ours. He's he's good, solid, good old boy, the one we elected. But the rest are all corrupt. Or you know, trans people are weird and creepy, except for that lovely woman down the street who's been in this town forever and you know we we know her she's okay mm-hmm. you know i mean it's always the general is the weird and the abstract and the foreign and right the local is like oh no they're they're good people they're humans <laughs> yeah oh so that was yeah company camp out which i could have shared but didn't because mm-hmm. you know we didn't record so in the past three weeks mm-hmm. so yeah three weeks ago oh two, no two weeks ago um, had a lovely session with Sling Bear. Yay! That was fun. Uh, we planned that I would take a ride in his sling. Okay. Um, and that he would uh, apply some of my toys to me, like my slink. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... A slink and a sling. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Okay. That that would have been lots of fun, but I realized by when I hit Chelsea, which Ooh. is... Um, closer to yeah. where he is than where I am, that I left my toy bag at home, so no slink. Uh, but no, I had a wonderful time. He showed off the new lighting in his basement dungeon. Oh, cool. It's very mood lighting. Um, and now he has a television down there um, hooked up to a DVD player, which if he had more pornography on DVD, that would be a good thing. He, he needs to get... He needs to get an Apple TV or something mm-hmm. like that, so it hooks into his network, and he can watch all of the porn that way. Well, that was funny because yeah, that that night, like I, you know, I said, "Hey, I, no, are we recording? No, I'm in the middle of something. You know, I got, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's nothing to report. Well, that night, I had something to report, which was funny because <laughs> um, just someone I've been chatting with online for a bit, and we've actually met in real life, and I. You know, we've, we had a lovely date where we went out for dinner and talked, but I didn't think there was any chemistry. No, it turns out that he was interested. Just, I don't know if he was being coy or shy or whatever. But, um, yeah, he, so we've been talking for a while now. It's like, hey, we should, we should find time and get together. He works odd shifts, so it mm-hmm. hasn't happened. Well, finally, that Sunday, I went home. I finished work, went, did grocery shopping, was home. It was 11 o'clock, and I thought, I'm going to walk to the bar. It's a beautiful night. I need exercise. And honestly, I had my shoes on. I was about to head out the door for Esquire when I get a text from him. And it's like, hey. And it's like, what's up? And I'm like, funny you should say that. Because he <laughs> lives about a mile away from me, too. So it's like, I was about to go for a mile walk. Why don't we do that? And I did and had a lovely time. Because, But yeah, like I said, he had a TV in his bedroom that he clicked on and put porn on, you know, for background. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't need it. But... Okay. It doesn't hurt. Actually, yep. it didn't hurt. It just wasn't a thing because I was like, no, I'm I'm more focused on what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and also, I know if I look at the screen, I will look at the screen and it will distract me. So And you will keep looking at the screen and, yep. Not, yep. and not pay attention to the person who's there. So, uh, yeah. So, that was a, a lovely, fun surprise. Um, tonight, I'm supposed to hang out with another friend who I sometimes get lucky with. But last time we really talked, it kind of came up that I'm not really... 
I'm not offering what he wants in the relationship, as in he wants a relationship. I'm like, nope, I'm offering friends who fuck. And and that wasn't setting right with him, so he's like, well, we should just then not really, we should just hang out occasionally, but not, and I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But then tonight, he's like, well, let's get together, and, and you can see my new place, and maybe if you feel like it. And I'm like, no, I thought we had this discussion. <laughs> I don't care if you're figured out your meds. No, I don't think it's a good, I don't think it's good for you, because I told him at the beginning when I got that feeling that I wasn't offering him what he wanted. It's like, this is what I'm offering. He's like, well, that's fine. And it's like, you say that, but I don't know if you're just lying to me or if you're lying to yourself because I don't think it's fine. But it's one of those things where if I were to bring up, it's not fine. You'd probably be like, no, no, it's it's fine. I'm going to keep lying. Either to myself or to you because I don't want to have a confrontation. I have a friend, well, a former friend like that. That's why they're a former friend. It's like, hey, I think this is bothering you. No, no, it's not. But based on your actions, there's something going on. No, no, there's nothing. Okay. All right. I don't have my thumb screws, so I can't get the truth out of you. (laughs) Not that torture works. No. But at least I could get the answers I want eventually, and then I could think that I have the answers and move on with my life. (laughs) Well, the following week, um, chatting with a guy Mm -hmm. on a site was thinking we were going to enjoy some brown play, but mm-hmm. when it came down to, hey, I'm free, what's your address? Radio silence. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, all right. So had you already, I mean, had you agreed that you are going to go over to his place? Yeah, or, okay. yeah. Because I sometimes have that where there's people who are like, want to come to my place, and I'm like, no. It, yeah. For whatever reason, I don't want someone at my place, and they're just not taking no for an answer. Mm. And then... You know, so I can understand when it kind of comes up and I'm like, hey, it's like, hey, so where do you live? Yeah, then I've, yeah. I've like said, and I usually don't do radio silence. I simply say, um, again, not happening at my place, you know. Yeah. No. Uh, and I, you know, on my profile, I put down that I can travel, but I can't host. Mm-hmm. So if they bother to read my profile, yeah. what a concept. Um, they know. But yeah, but he seemed... You know, he's his profile said he could host, and okay. you know, yeah. thought we were going to do it that way, and all signs pointed to that, but it didn't actually happen. So, oh well. well I had another one. Yeah, a guy who uh, chatted with on Grinder, and he was pretty nice because he was like, "Hey, let's get together for coffee. Let's see each other." And you know, and I'm like, "That sounds good." You know, that sounds I think my preferred way of meeting someone, mm-hmm. talking, see if. And he stood me up, and then radio silence for oh weeks. And finally, after about a month and a half after the aborted date, um, he's like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, good. Glad to hear you're still around. It's like, I didn't, you know, when you didn't see, I didn't see you or you didn't respond. He's like, yeah, I had family stuff. And I'm like, you could have said. I, unless the family stuff is they, you know, confiscated his phone and like stopped him from, you know, talking to people and kind of a, not Stockholm syndrome. That's not quite that. It's just families. Families can be like that. Fa- families can be complicated. <laughs> they can like, yeah, it's like, okay, now you get phone for a blood as you're back. You may talk to strangers and fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be about the only real explanation why family stuff. Or, you know, maybe family issues mean serious depression and he just couldn't function and deal with people. It's like, fair enough. You know, that's, you say, well, they can still respond. No, they can't. No. (laughs) Now when you're in the grips of bad brain chemistry, it's like, eh, what's the point? Yeah. Well. But that was about it for action. 
Well, last night had Ooh. some action. Yay! Yay! Uh, had some fun action. There was an event at Menjo's called War of the Roses. Okay. Oh, that's like going on this whole weekend, isn't yes. it? Yes. Okay. Um, I-, I did not get the full weekend package. I just uh, bought two tickets for the Saturday play space for myself and Puppy. Now, is it, was it specifically a fisting event? Or? Yes. Okay. Specifically a fisting event. Okay. And they had at the Olympus Theater, so in between Menjo's mm-hmm. and the Eagle, uh, had several slings set up, had plenty of paper towel and puppy pads, had to bring your own lube and gloves, which is mm-hmm. probably a good thing. So you can be particular about their lube, so Yes. So I got puppy into the sling mm-hmm. uh, and I got my hand into him finally. Oh. Yay. Do you like it? He he did like it. Um, it was a little scary. He he mentioned that his first lucid thought uh, after I got my hand into him was, "Oh shit, he's gonna have to take it out eventually." <laughs> um, and it's it's a hard because I just heard a what was it um hidden brain episode where they talked about memory and how our memories are recorded, mm-hmm. and they're talking about colonoscopies. And the thing is, the way they do it is they just get it out of you fast because it's unpleasant. And But then they did an experiment where they would just be gentler and it would take longer. And so it was still unpleasant, but they stretched it out. Uh-huh. And it was still painful, but it was more time but less intensity. And that would make them remember it more. Okay. And it's like, so then it was the thought. It's like, okay, do you want to cause them suffering, but they forget about it? Or do you want to cause less suffering, suffering but, but they're they going to remember it? So it's like, oh yeah, so when you have a fist in a guy, it seems like a similar thing. It's like, okay, how are we going to do this? Uh, which which is the gentle way? Hmm. <laughs> well, the way we did it is I pulled back until I felt resistance, mm-hmm. and then I told him to push, mm-hmm. and yeah, pull, pulled out the rest of the way. Um, Good event, though? Good event. Um, As for fisting the puppy, I tried it with the gloves on first, Mm -hmm. and we weren't able to do it. Had to take the gloves off. Mm -hmm. Um, He said the the nitrile kind of felt like it was pulling on him a bit, even though I was really greased up. Um, So had to go barehanded, but, I mean, trim my nails all the way down. Um, Met up. Met somebody there who I had known before I left the Detroit area the mm. first time, so you know, I hadn't seen him in about 18 years. Oh. Uh, we had connected up on um, Aspig, mm. um, so I knew he was still around, still in the area, um, and got my hand into him as well. Uh, good yeah. crowd, I mean, good. Oh, yeah, good okay. crowd. Uh, we got there at 6 o'clock, and I had my hand in and out of Puppy in about an hour, but we were kind of the only ones there at that time, okay. which was a little disappointing. Part of me wanted an audience. I'm kind of an exhibitionist about that. Um, but yeah, by yeah nine o'clock, the place was jumping, and um, Puppy met up with somebody who had chat with him on Recon, mm-hmm. uh, and he's from Grand Rapids, and he has a rather interesting uh, fisting technique. Puppy kind of called it air guitar. Mm-hmm. He would get his one hand into the guy and then put the other hand on his shoulder mm-hmm. and had kind of a, a wide stance going. And yeah, it 
from the right angle, it kind of looked like he was playing air guitar or ass guitar. <laughs> Bottom guitar, but yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe Puppy will get, get to have get to have his strings plucked by yeah. him. We stayed until about 11. Yeah, I, I was running out of hmm. energy. Uh, got to see a vaginal fisting briefly. Um, there was a separate women's area. Hmm. Um, but you know, one lesbian couple decided, no, we're going to play in front of all of the guys. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, wasn't able to see much uh, just because of the angles, but they made some remarkable sounds. So I, I think they were having a very good time. Uh, speaking of the sound, the host had his Alexa connected to the board mm-hmm. and had thumping house music going all night long. And it was... I felt it was too loud. It made it difficult to hear Puppy and the other bottom when I was in them, which is concerning because I, I need good feedback from you and I don't I don't want to have to ask you to repeat yourself when, when I'm elbow deep in you. You have to learn a series of hand gestures for them. <laughs> yeah. When the bottom does this, this means, oh my God, stop. Yeah. Uh, and most of the time it was house music, but... Uh, he slipped in uh, How Deep Is Your Love mm-hmm. in there, which you know, several of us found amusing. Mm-hmm. Um, good overall. I mean, there are a few things that need to be adjusted for next time. Like, they had the bright idea, because you had to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 bucks for the play space. And so they thought, oh, we'll give out wristbands no. for a fisting event. Uh, yeah. Well, how many people, I guess, are ambidextrous in their fisting technique? Uh. Because if you have a preferred hand you always fist with, then the other wrist is, you know, fine for your watches, your wristbands. But, you know, I I don't know if, yeah, with fisters, do you tend to always fist with the same hand? I, I tend to fist mainly with my dominant hand. Yeah. But I will often go in, I'll stretch with both hands. Um, okay. You know, just put a couple of fingers of each in and a gentle pull. Yeah, no, I didn't get in that deep. But also, you know, this hand, my right hand is going in and out. My left hand is grabbing lube and mm-hmm. it all usually ends up pretty well lubed up oh. as well. So, yeah, wristbands, not... Uh, I fist-fested it right. Um, they gave out dog tags. Oh. So, um, perhaps... I could see even, like... You know, making a brand. I basically, you know, you, you know, a uh, a stamp somewhere on their, you know, the you know the the shoulder, so the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, you know, basically, you know, just a middle mark. of the forehead. <laughs> and that can be distracting, but yeah, something or just something somewhere to kind of indicate. But I'm, I'm just picturing, yeah, I'm just picturing like the you know grade A prime beef stamp thing <laughs> or something like that. That would be amusing, but yeah, uh, but. Yeah, quite a few different styles of sling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess the only trouble with dog tags are they're. I mean, I guess what you want is something that's not going to come off the person's. They can't pass it to someone else outside. Like I'm leaving, and you know the wristbands. Yeah. Once they're on, they're on until mm-hmm. you know you have to be very ingenious. Uh, ingenious? That's not a word. Um, or just use enough lube. Well, or you cut them very slightly and tape them. And they, I mean, if they're yeah. not, people just 
vaguely look at them. If you were going to cheat the system, they're yes. very cheatable. Pro yeah, probably stamp on on the the shoulder. But you I want mean, something yeah. that yeah will go. You know, unless there's somewhere you attach the dog tags and they 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 stay on. They're just enough to you know they can't be taken off until they're snipped off, which yeah. can freak out some people, but also turn yeah. on some people. If things go well, mm -hmm. um, and Puppy is in the mood, we will show off his new party trick at mm -hmm. the next Detroit Bondage oh. Club. Which um, I won't be at. Oh. Uh, again, I'm gone that first weekend. Well, it is Labor Day weekend, so yeah, I can understand why. So, and I'm gone the second weekend, too. So, <laughs> no. They also had a uh, noted fisting porn star, uh, Hunger FF, was mm -hmm. there. Um, and he's from the Detroit area. He, uh, though, made the mistake of, you know, I'm back here in Michigan. He had to have a Coney dog. Mm -hmm. And because he had a Coney dog, he wasn't able to clean out enough for public play. <laughs> but, yeah, also, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't feeling it that much. So he, he made the round, said hello to everybody, and, mm -hmm. but didn't play around too much. And, but I, I just, you know, shook his hand and said, I appreciate what you do. You've given me several orgasms. Mm -hmm. I thank you for that. So, um, yeah, so that... So there was an event. Yay! Yay. It, it was a Which good we event. weren't able to talk about last week because no. it happened. Um, all right. But that uh, pretty well covers yeah. uh, the the gossip or, or lack like thereof. Yeah. And there wasn't too much else that, you know, no real... I mean, there's some play, but yeah, there's just no, no events. Yeah. Um, all right. On to the expert slash history uh, portion mm -hmm. of the show. Um it was more last week that th this was riding around in my brain. Um, but yeah, the, the bad old days, the mm -hmm. plague years. Um, this was, what got me thinking about this is a gay news blog that I read that I recommend to everyone called Joe My God. Mm -hmm. um, and every year on Madonna's birthday, he reprints a story um, entitled He Loved Madonna. Um, about someone who passed away from from AIDS in 1986, um, same day that Madonna got her first number one on her birthday, mm -hmm. uh, Papa Don't Preach. And so, yeah, and they, Ricky and Madonna shared the same birthday. Mm -hmm. um, so Ricky would have been 60 this year. Got me thinking about <sighs> the ugly times and, yeah, the disease that is still with us despite... Vast improvements in that area. Um, I mean, there's actual treatments that can give you, you know, many more years to your life. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now that protease inhibitors mm -hmm. are out, and I, yeah, and now we have prep, which, you know, is not a hundred percent effective, but it's still up in the high nineties. Well, last as effective as condoms, and you know, percentage-wise, yeah. it's comparable to condoms usage. So. Both would be, oh my gosh. Yes. Really but, good. But, I mean, condoms, you know, if used properly, condoms are pretty effective. So, yeah, that's something I need to, I, 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 I have not been going to a doctor as regularly as I should. And that's, but I've heard of one who's particularly, you know, open to gay men and they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're fun. So it's like, oh, and so it's like, okay, that sounds like a, I have, a, I have insurance through work. I need to make use of it. Yes. And. Uh, yeah, I, we just got new insurance through work and 
my doctor changed practices. Mm -hmm. So I need to call up the new one and say, hey, I I want my annual well, wellness check mm -hmm. that I get for free under Obamacare for as long as that lasts. Um, and yeah, bring all that fun stuff up with Doc and... So yeah, yeah, so I mean, yeah, like I said, this this doctor was uh yeah, very much more open and aware of stuff because I know someone who went to him because their old doctor when he mentioned prep, the doctor was like, Huh, well, why would you want that? And it's like because I'm an active gay man. Oh, well let me look into it. And then the next visit it's like, I looked into it, it's still too new and experienced. they don't know enough about it yet. All right. And it's like, Okay, bye. They they know they they know enough that uh, oh no I know enough that you obviously don't aren't comfortable with it right. so bye. Well I, I do know someone else who got he went to his primary care physician, mm -hmm. asked about it, and the primary care physician said, "I don't know enough about this, but let me write you a referral mm -hmm. to an infectious diseases specialist." Who would know more about it, and and yeah, through that through that doctor, he was able to get the script with you know standard standard level of hassle. Yeah. Well, that yeah. So with uh, the whole AIDS thing, I mean, I, for me, it was always I, on the periphery. I mean, I was coming mm -hmm. out, I was coming out in the nineties, and but I was doing it in Lansing, where there wasn't that you know, it wasn't like one of the major cities. Um, you know, the first person I know who was HIV positive was the father of, um, and he also the first one to pass away from AIDS was uh, the father of a, not a friend, but someone I went to school with, okay. who was a hemophiliac and got through blood transfusion. So it's, you know, that was the first one I knew of to die of it. Uh, there was a couple that I knew, um, wasn't particularly close to, but uh, he was a local chiropractor in the area mm -hmm. and had a practice around Michigan Avenue and his partner um, I knew them because I went. I shared a room with them. Uh, just roomed with them when they were uh, went to one of the marches. I think one of the marches on Washington, or it might have been Washington or New York for Stonewall Twenty Five. I can't remember. But yeah, so met them and was in moderate touch with them, and then heard heard that one had passed away, and then saw the other one, and he was yeah, he wasn't around for much longer himself. He mm -hmm. looked very frightened, you know. Um, and then I helped some friends move to San Francisco in the 90s, and they moved, you know, a block away from Castro Street. So, you know, this is before there was really much in the way of any treatment. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I was just seeing a lot of men, very skinny men, kind of shuffling on the sidewalks because that was, you know, ground, you know, ground zero for so much of this stuff. And that's, you know, that hearing about it and reading about it more because, I mean... Honestly, all media, all gay media was about it at that time. Yeah. Every movie, every book, like, you know, some great movies and some great books, but that was, if you're going to write about a, uh, you know, the gays, you're going to be writing about AIDS or how they're dealing with AIDS and that. Yeah. And that's and why how, I finally... How they're dying from AIDS. Yeah. And that was, you know, everything. So it was kind of refreshing when finally there was just some films that, like, you know, also when you have a film that's not, you know, deals with gays and doesn't deal with coming out. You know, that, yeah, that was the. I think that's when we finally realized, okay, gay theater is something now, and it's not about coming out or about AIDS. It, there can be other things, but no, yeah, the the plague years is horrifying to think. You know that generation lost. Yeah, I, well, generations lost. Yeah, I mean, I read something on the internet. I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but they said from the 
initial from from the New York Times article, mm-hmm. which is considered to be the start of the crisis, to the um, availability of protease inhibitors mm-hmm. um, was approximately 10 years, 12 years, mm-hmm. 12 years. Um, it, he, they said it was the same length of time as the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. America's involvement in mm-hmm. Vietnam. And they said in that same span of time, four times as many young American men died uh, in the United States as died in in the Vietnam conflict mm-hmm. in, in the same amount of time. Um, yeah, but yeah, that oof, it just wiped out a, a wild generation. I, I lost my uncle. Um, mm-hmm. He passed away in 1991. Um, before that, he, he was living in Greenwich Village. Um, he was lucky to an extent um, that his, his family his Catholic family rallied around him and, you know, was there for him during, you know, as he got sick and, and passed away. Um, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a huge strategy there is so many people who needed a support base didn't have one because either they'd been disowned by their families or they went out to their families. And right. like, how do I, you know, how do I, you know, is this how I want to come out to my family? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that it, you know, it outed a lot of us. Um, you know, it showed just how many gay, gay men there were. Um, showed that, yeah, lots and lots of families had, had gay relatives. Oh, yeah. And um, I think it's, it, yeah, where that you, yeah, meet a family that, you know, didn't, yeah, that, that didn't, wasn't impacted somehow. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, that's the thing. It's like so many people who are gay and coming out, and that's the trouble. It's like it kind of targeted, you know, the community because a community of, you know, the people who weren't ready to really deal with it and weren't really putting themselves out there, you know, it was the ones who were living an active, you know, gay life who were mm-hmm. like, this, this life I want, and let's be, you know, embrace sex and all that and shit. Yeah. And shit. Right. Uh, I think someone, I heard someone sum it up. They're like, you know, coming, becoming sexually mature in this day and age, like, and this was in the 80s when mm-hmm. they're kind of hitting college. It's like, yay, this is the time I'm actually, you know, able to kind of figure myself out and go out and have sex. Um, and then there's this there. And, you know, the terror of just like, okay, if I touch someone, I'm going to catch it. Because before it was like, we don't know how it's transmitted per se. Then we knew, but it's like, well, you know, you should just never touch someone, you know. Right. And, you know, condoms, we're not even too sure about that. And, uh, but uh, he was, his analogy was, it's like you've been waiting in line for the roller coaster for three hours. You finally get there and someone's just thrown up in the car seat that you're supposed to be sitting in. It's like, I'm supposed to have this fun ride and now it's been ruined. Yeah. And it's like, damn it. It's like, not that there weren't always diseases. I mean, we've always, you know, there's always been plagues. You know, yeah. Gonorrhea, syphilis, uh, many things that, you know, at their times were untreatable. And, you know, I wonder what the next one's going to be. You know, there's going to be something because humans are going to keep having sex. Yep. It's, it's a good way of, uh, you know, it's a good way of 
introducing new microbes into you as being that intimate with somebody. Yes. But uh, like like babies, I hear babies are a thing that can be caught through sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> babies are a sexually transmitted disease. Wait, what? Well, um, um, humans. Yeah, humanity. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's yeah. It's, it's I really kind of wonder what the world would you know what would this world be? What would the politics of this world be if you know AIDS had not been a thing? You know, if they just had never you know jumped into enough of a population to become this thing. Yeah, and or been dealt with much quicker, you know, and actually dealt with and not just ignored because it's target. Oh, it's targeting those pervs, you know, the drug users and the the the, the faggots. It's like, well, yeah, it's sad that they're dying, but you know, but but it's them. Yeah, it's someone else. Yeah. It's not me. I always thought that that'd be an interesting world where you know, the the what was it? The um, AIDS is, was not something that was fatal, but gave you immunity. To the second wave, which was fatal and transmitted airborne, you know, mm-hmm. the world where all the uptight, you know, people who don't like sex are the ones wiped out, and the ones left behind are all the ones who are uh, were having promiscuous and promiscuous and having wild sex. Out. Yeah, that'd be an interesting world. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the the knock on effects um, you you mentioned earlier that the concept of the man hating lesbian. Mm-hmm. So my aunt, my lesbian aunt. After um, my uncle passed away, became a lesbian separatist mm-hmm. and oh, and moved out to uh, moved out to Colorado. Now, that. was yeah. there was their marriage one of convenience or when they no moved? no no it, my the the uncle who passed away okay. his sister oh was a lesbian separatist. Got it. Okay. I, I thought what was lesbian became a lesbian separatist. Okay. I misheard and, you. I thought that they were you meant yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. no, not no. Sister I, I, I understand okay. understand the confusion. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> my, yeah. My aunt, yeah, no. Um but I mean no, my uncle had a partner at the time and he was, you know, embraced by the rest of of the family. Um he didn't have um, much of his own support system mm-hmm. because he was a recent immigrant uh, to New York. Um, so they embraced him, and yeah, he was there for my dad's fiftieth birthday party in two thousand two. And mm. yeah, um, but <sighs> no, I mean, well, yeah, it's yeah, a bleak time because yeah. anyone who was you know in the community, they're talking about how. Weekly, you'd have memorial services. Yeah, we, that was a that, yeah multiple that's how you, times a week. Yeah, that's how you kept up with people. It wasn't going to the bar for bingo on Thursday. It was oh, who did we see? Who, whose funeral? And yeah. also, how were people doing? Because you knew that a lot of the people at those memorials, you'll be at their memorials unless they're going to be at yours. You know, it right. you, you just be seeing these people decline because they didn't have any treatment. The only treatment was. Try and, you know, be better with your diet and try and get exercise, but you're, you know... Yeah, a- AZT almost worked. <laughs> it had showed some effectiveness in the lab, but mm-hmm. yeah, un- until the protease inhibitors came around, it, yeah, there was, yeah, not much of anything. And then, But it's still there because, you know, people are still, you know, there's still some... I mean, it's definitely not what it was, but there's uh, the one person who yeah uh the guy who passed away very quickly i think it was last year mm-hmm. uh caught it and then within you know weeks of his diagnosis he was dead 
Yeah. You know, he, it was a very aggressive strain, but also he had just not see, sought treatment. You know? Right. Because, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things, too. It's like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in the era of, like, no, you wrap it. You know, mm-hmm. your dick's going in someone, it gets, and even, oh, you're going to go down on someone? Then you wrap it. You suck on that condom, you know, taste of latex. Um, dental dams. You're going to rim someone, there needs to be latex between you. It's like, that was the era. is like, everything needs to be wrapped. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, so much going by the wayside now. It's like, oh, okay. And treatment is prevention. Yeah, which is the code word for I'm on prep, so we don't have to worry about condoms. Well, no, treatment as prevention is I is I'm undetectable. I, I am. Oh, so you're on that that you are that you you are HIV tested, positive. You are HIV positive, but, but you're you, on you have an undetectable. Ah, yeah. So I always un- thought it was simply I'm on prep, so I'm taking the treatment to prevent transmission, but it could also mean I'm right. It, so I won't. right, but. Yeah, and another oh. along the same line is undetectable is untransmittable. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, it's yeah. I mean that's the other thing they've discovered is HIV is not that durable a virus. You know, it right. gets exposed to any you know it dies, and even um, to catch it, a lot of times there has to be repeat. You know, sometimes you can you know just draw the bad card, and you the first time you have an encounter, boom, oh great, it took. But sometimes it took repeated. Yeah, repeated exposure to, to yeah, yeah, finally, yeah, it's like for it to take. So, yeah, to have, you know, not millions of, you know, viral particles being, you know, injected into you, but traces to, of it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like the, yeah. our systems might actually do their job and take care of them. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, if you are sexually active, yeah, talk to your doctor about mm-hmm. getting on that little blue pill. Um, There's lots of... There's, there are a lot of, uh, I mean, who is it? Gilead is the company yes. that makes it. I uh, have lots of programs about, you know, helping people who can't, because it's expensive as fuck. Right. They're, they do have a copayment assistance mm-hmm. um, program. Uh, Especially if you have insurance. If you have insurance, yeah. it's like make use of it. it. Exactly. And everybody should have some form of insurance these days. Um, and if you, no. Can't work for everyone. I know someone who can't take it because it just causes the side effects are just too much for them. Yeah, but it's also one of those herd immunity things. It's, majority of people are on prep. Then that it's like vaccinations. It's like there's some trials in. I I hear about it. I was like, okay, that's important. I should learn more about it. But then I get busy with other stuff. Uh, I thought there was a vaccine. They're they, trying to develop a vaccine. They they, they they are trying to develop a vaccine. And they've been trying to develop a vaccine. And every so often, you know, in my reading, I'll run across, you know, wonderful new breakthrough and then no follow up on it. So, but so it, I was like, hey, it's really promising. And it failed. So, yeah, it, it did wonders in phase one trials. Phase two, eh, not so much. Phase three. Uh, huh. right. But yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, we're, I, I you know, I, I think of the, uh, I know a lot of younger people who are just, you know, it's not, not it, they're not that, they're not concerned about it anymore because right. there are treatments in that. And, you know, well, it, and, and they didn't, oh, you know, it wasn't through, lived yeah. through it. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't part of their lives at all. And, you know, they, you know, they didn't see, you know, a six foot one uncle weighing mm-hmm. 90 pounds and, you know, 
But yeah, so it was a bleak time and over and we have different bleaknesses now. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, now we have all, all sorts of other things that yeah. But um anyway, to bring it back, I do recommend everyone listening here log on to Joe My God. Mm-hmm. Um so it was August 18th, I believe, 18th or 19th um is Madonna's birthday and he has that story. He also has uh, another story in the same vein that he reposts um, every year on Groundhog's Day. So I recommend looking that up. And, and it, that's the one thing about that. I mean, you know, adversity and just horrible shit leads to a lot of, well, a lot of art. Like I said, right. so many movies. I mean, everything was about that. But some of those movies are really great. And plays, uh, The Normal Heart by Larry Kramer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's all about that. Uh, and, the ba- and the band played on. Which is kind of the history of it. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, a major work. Uh, what was the one? Oh, uh, Long Time Companion. That w- movie still, I get to the end of that movie, I'm just weeping openly from that goddamn movie. Which is when I should have realized that my partner and I, like my ex and I, were not meant to, because we watched the movie and I, it's over and I'm just like, just, and I'm not the time who really gets emotional in movies, but I'm just like, my face is wet. And he's like, well, that was a stupid ending. And it's like, at that point, I was like, Oh, it's like, you know, we're done. We're done. <laughs> it's like, I no, you you have no soul. Be gone. Well, it's like when I kind of say like, oh, I'm not a big Madonna fan. It's like, you know, there's certain people I know who are like, like, okay, you're dead to me. It's like, fair enough. I understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of, you know, some histories, movies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good stuff out there and, you know, a lot of shit. But it was a major, you know, a major period in gay community also it formed um you know it created a lot of adversity that caused a lot of you know organizations and things you know groups that are still going strong you know moving on today were formed because of that mm-hmm. you know a lot of the the activism that happened because of that is like no one else is doing it so we had to kind of do it for ourselves right and you know I mean, the sisters of perpetual indulgence s- that's yep. a big you know major thing for them mr friendly Mi- well i mean that i mean that's more about Destigmatizing status, right? You know? and, and but and Mister Friendly is only ten years old. Yeah, so and I mean, but yeah, that's something but, that yeah, like is directly because of you know this. But you know, like Miss, you know, Mister International Leather mm. is, uh, you know, it's you know all a lot of these leather titles started out as fundraising events. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Leathermen had to, you know, it was the Leathermen and the drag queens. That we're doing it. You know, we had shit coming from the government or insurance companies or even our families. So, I mean, I can remember, you know, in college, my roommate was like, you know, these stories and he was just very concerned because, you know, his, you know, bit of, you know, internalized, well, I wouldn't say internalized homophobia. I'm pretty sure he was straight. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, his homophobia. Oh, uh, was about, um, it's like, well, I'm really concerned that all this AIDS stuff is going to take money away from cancer research. Because it's not always like there's only so much money to for diseases, and this thing is not something that affects that many people. So go after something that really hurts people. And it's like, okay, whatever. That's yeah. But you know, this is also I also you know, there's so much ignorance. I knew a woman once who was like, oh, I'd never date a bi man. I don't want to get a disease. Because in her mind, yeah, it, to be, and she's telling me this in a car ride where she knows I'm like gay, and just like that casualness of like, oh, you know, it's like. I really kind of, yeah, I wish I could be back in that because I was just like, I don't know how to respond to that, so I'm just going to let that one go because 
No, and luckily we're almost at our destination. But I nowadays, I'm, I'm glad to know that I'm a crotchety enough old man that yeah. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, it's like, like when I'm at the bar and someone's sex shaming, like the 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 token straight woman at the table, you know, says something oh about two men doing something gross. I'm like, no, 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 you don't get to sex shame us in our own fucking bar. Be a good guest. Be a good at goddamn ally. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I had something else and lost it. Um, oh, uh, the 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 research. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, about the cancer. I'm like, well, you know, AIDS kind of proved that some cancers can be caused by oh. viruses. Um, HPV. Yeah. Um, and also, there's yeah. not a limit of money. It's like, I know someone else who's the same way about the, she goes, we should never go into outer space. NASA, all that shit. No, it needs to go to schools. And it's like, there's we can not, do both. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, money is. Money's fungible. And yeah. it's also, money's not a resource that it doesn't get used up. You know, yeah, NASA's it, not it, taking it, all that money and burning it underneath right. the rocket. It's being paid to other stuff. It's cycling through. It's just, you know, it's like us in the States, you know, it, um, in the Great Lakes. It's like, water. It, they keep making more. <laughs> you know, it keeps cycling through, for us anyways, right. because we're blessed with all these giant lakes around us, unless, you know, Nestle drains them for, you know, right. thirsty people in the other rest of the country. No, it's our water. Yeah. As long as it stays in the Great Lakes watershed, I don't care that it's in bottles. That's, that's where we need that for the end times, when the apocalypse happens, when global warming happens, and Michigan becomes an island. Yeah, when when, when we dig that nice trench, for, trench from Chicago to Toledo. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. We've been doing this for about forty-five minutes oh, now. Man, this is a hot room. I, yeah, I, I, I should. If I get the promotion slash new position mm-hmm. that I'm aiming for and have a, a larger paycheck, I may start looking into professional grade studio spaces or look at doing some more stuff with this apartment that makes it more well, pleasant. The and beautiful better. thing is the equipment is just a. It basically something that's smaller than a vibrator. The recorder is that's tiny. Anywhere you could sit, you know, anywhere there's there's air conditioning and quiet, which are a lot of places. Yeah, we we may just have to. I I should scout out some more places, but uh, crafting, mm-hmm. um, made making progress still with um, the scarf. Um, I'm enjoying that. Um, I did get an email. Um, about my Granny Square uh, project. Okay. Um, he suggested that there, um, one of our listeners suggested that there is a technique where you can, as you're building the final loop around the Granny Square, mm-hmm. that you connect it to the squares that you've already made. Um, I am aware of that technique. I have not, I don't know it exactly myself, and I don't really want to use it because the way I'm doing the granny squares is using kind of random colors. Mm-hmm. And I want to, once I've got all the squares, you want made, to place them and kind of arrange them and kind of right. plan out the faith, the Afghan. Exactly. Exactly. I, I want to have those options and not have it locked in. That probably be also some when you're doing something that, well, is a set pattern that you already know what each square is going to be, or they're all the same square, just all together. Right. Yeah. That, together. That it, yeah, if, the, if you're just using one color or you've got the pattern down. Yeah, I don't really have a pattern, and I want to have the chance to see what works well next to each other after I've got them all built up. The other thing that could work is if we actually recorded underneath the ceiling fan. 
because I'm feeling the slight breeze from the ceiling fan across the room, and it's probably quiet enough that we could be underneath it. You just have to move a couple chairs there. Uh, we might be able to do that, I, although I do worry that the... Well, maybe if I have the ceiling fan blowing up, I'm worried about the airflow directly onto the microphone. Fuck the sound quality. I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, but then, I mean, what's up? Oh, so, yeah, crafting, I've done nothing. It's been a crazy few weeks. I'm going away in a week for a week and a half. There'll be a test case to see if I can actually take vacations. And also, it's backpacking in the middle of nowhere where there's no signals or anything, and we have to bring everything. So, so that'll be an experience. Uh, that's where I was earlier today. I was in Ann Arbor going to REI to buy some things I needed because they have a big sale going on. And so it was cool. tasty because that's why I was almost like coming here. It's like, yeah, there was a, a closed highway. Um, <laughs> and, but then it made me go through Ann Arbor and I was like, oh, and the students are coming back, which means you're behind some really slow parents. You're like, oh, we don't know where we're going. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, oh. And also Ann Arbor is tricky to drive in because lots of one-way streets. Um but no, it was also going past this table, well, a lawn that had three guys playing beer pong. And it was like, oh, take your pick. <laughs> um, I mean, they're all white boys, but there's a bear who was stocky and furry. And then there's a twink who was like ripped and just defined and hairless. And a third guy who was somewhere in between. And I, at that point, it's like, okay, I can't pay any more attention because I'm driving. I don't want to die <laughs> uh, or hit somebody. Uh, so that was pleasant. And some shirtless joggers. And also at REI, lots of wholesome. You know, camper, camper yeah. types that were like, oh, especially the one who was like in shorts and just like looking at shirts while I was looking at shorts. And then he did that guy thing where the hand just goes to the crotch to kind of adjust and scratch and play. I'm like, that wasn't crafting or anything like that. No. Uh, oh, future events. Future events. Uh, DBC uh, will okay. be on the first. Uh, first Friday will be on the seventh. Okay. Uh, because of how, yes. how oh, the, yeah. the calendar falls. I'm gone for both of those, so. Yeah, okay. waiting for the first, and on the seventh, I'll be in the middle of an island, probably not, trying not to get molested by moose. There's not many wolves up there anymore. Yeah. Uh, then the weekend back, there's like a glow. The weekend at Creek Ridge, I know a bunch of Lansing people are going to, is like a glow event. Um, okay. Glow party in the woods, I've heard. So it's like, ooh, I know a lot of people are going to that, and I'm like, oh, I'd like to go there, because I'll know a lot of people there, but... It's also the weekend I've just gotten back, back from weekend camping. camping. It's like, yeah. oh. But it's a very different kind of camping. True. Uh, there, there might be a lot more accessible nudity. I'm picturing there's going to be a lot of nudity when I, where I'm at, but it's eight of us, and that's just because we're in the middle of nowhere. But it's probably not going to be like sexy nudity because I don't think there's going to be a lot of hygiene. Because you have to pack in your stuff to be hygienic. and No. It's going to be scruffy and just nasty. Yeah. So uh, then they have a lumberjack weekend, a Halloween weekend. That's all in October. But yeah. September. Yeah. I need to get back out there. It was fun. I up there for glow weekend. I know yeah. people who go. You know, I know someone who just went for uh, like a Sunday afternoon and had lots of fun because they saw people they had met earlier and still had fun. Yeah. So I have purchased uh, my train tickets, reserved my room. Oh, for rubber? For rubber. Uh, and it's in November, November 9th. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Veritas, um, got me a deal on a VIP ticket. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it was a bit more than I was initially planning on spending for tickets, but I'm like, 
it it's the VIP. It it's probably worth it. And I'll just end up spending less at the Mart. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's coming up in November. That was, um, that was me this afternoon buying camping equipment. It's like, oh, should I buy this? It's like, okay. Oh, and I did have an impulsive purchase. Mm-hmm. Flogmebaby.com is having a clearance sale, and I ordered a a one-pound flogger with a stainless steel handle that can also be inserted. Oh. So now I've got a a stainless... I will have a flogger and a stainless steel butt plug to go together. And so I've got the plug, I've got the sounds, now I just need to get a TENS unit and... Mm -hmm. Do, do horrible things to myself and my puppy. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I should have that uh, in time for DBC. So, um, so I'll probably hear about Because, I mean, if you go that. to DBC, then you'll probably be recording that maybe that Sunday I'm still gone. I'm planning. Next- the Sunday after First Friday. Yeah, Sunday after First Friday is when I'm thinking of recording okay. next. Because I'll still be in the middle of nowhere. Uh but there'll be DBC and First Friday, both of which I wouldn't have been to. So, so um, yeah, and we'll we'll see what happens cool. on that one. And I'm trying to think: is there anything else that I wanted to talk about? Uh, no, it's it's just too hot. It's it's so hot. It's just we, melting. We're melty boys. Yes. Uh, we. And on that note, we've run out of energy again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Ox, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Please be sure to listen to our friends on the internet. Screws of Paris, Linoleum Night, Off the Cuffs, and being there. Thank you so much for listening. We're your hosts, Sarah Kane. And Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Good night.